0: listening to Unique Leaders Podcast. I'm Megan DiMartino. Success is in the story. Each week, I'll be speaking with a unique leader, not only in their field, but in their lives. Join us for a glimpse of their passion and talents. There's always a surprise in their story. Be the first to hear. Hello again. It is Friday and it is Unique Leaders Live. I'm Megan DiMartino, and I am so excited to have my guest, Darlene Templeton, is joining us today on Unique Leaders Live. And Darlene is not only a dear friend of mine, but she is truly a unique leader. And as we always share on Fridays on Unique Leaders, basically we are all unique and we are all leaders. But over time, people have said to me, I could never do what you do, or how did you do what you do? And I realized that it is important for you to realize that the success is in the story. We don't just end up doing a podcast or a live. It has started years and years ago with our stories. And so that success and that journey is in Darlene's story. Darlene will share her story, but she's been a pioneer in uh, truly in the uh, IBM uh, data processing world, which was a man's world, and she will share that with you, and on and on to what she's doing today with the the amazing Women's Alliance uh, that I am also part of. So without further ado, I would like to introduce to you my dear friend, Darlene Templeton. Oh my goodness, Megan. Hello, Darlene. Hello,
1: hello. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this ever since you invited me. Thank you so much. And I am just so excited. So I can't wait. I'm so honored.
0: Well, you know, Darlene, as I shared in the opening, uh, we all have a story, all of us, all of our guests watching, anyone that is going to watch this on replay, on podcast. Uh, that we all have a story and it no, there's nothing special about us other than we didn't stop we started and we didn't stop that that is the only differential between you and i and and someone else saying i wish i could do what they do well, and so what we want to do in unique leaders is to share your story so that people can glean that information and see themselves in your story Okay. So yeah. so we're going to go back to young Darlene, the formative years. And where did you grow up? And a little bit about your family and your background. Where did it all start? Oh, my gosh, Megan. I I love it. I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas, and you
1: and I have that connection from Fort Worth as well. We probably passed in the night and didn't even know it in the day. I was born and raised in Fort Worth. I'm the third child of my mom and dad, Uh, my older brother and sister, eight and 10 years older than me. So I was kind of like the the. Oh, the oldest and kind of the next child, if you will. Mm-hmm. My father was a big entrepreneur. He only had an eighth grade education, but he owned a service station, a garage, a cafe, a boat dealership, a U-Haul. He was the man involved in everything. And he was all about customer service
0: and helping others. And I basically grew up in the service station. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so this was in Fort Worth, Texas. Yep. And yep. then you uh, lived there for... Uh, your high school years as well? Well, I graduated high school in Fort
1: Worth and uh, got married very quickly after high school. And then some things changed and I was actually going to go back to college to get my degree. And I decided that I was going to go ahead and take an opportunity to go to work. Hmm. So I literally was driving down the street in Fort Worth, the Malik Tower, and I saw this big sign that said IBM. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to try this. And I literally walked in that day. That was many, many years ago. But I was in jeans and T-shirts in 1974 to walk into IBM.
0: Oh, my my gosh. It was terribly frightening. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I do recall where the Malik Tower was or probably still. But uh, to have the, as they say in New York the chutzpah, to uh, walk in there and get an application, I'm sure is what you did. Yes, I did. I walked in. I got an application. They wanted to interview me the next day.
1: I was... like oh my gosh I'm so excited I interviewed the next day and they literally hired me three days later so that was in 1974 so that started a huge change for me working at IBM was so amazing and so challenging but so amazing and it really changed the trajectory of my life
0: and how I lead today absolutely now let me ask you this so um, from finishing high school and getting married Uh, Did you do anything else before the IBM? I did. I worked at the utility company.
1: And so that's really where I got my a lot of I honed a lot of my skills, Mm -hmm. very customer relate, you know, customer relationships, very focused on delivering value to the customer. Mm -hmm. So that was my first real, real job in the business world. So I hate to say it, Megan, but I'm going to I've been in this business world about 50 years. I was six when I started six. though. don't anybody do the math. So I'm very I'm actually very proud of that. Because yeah. I've really learned a lot in this business world and seen a lot of
0: changes. Absolutely, and you know, I we have we're about the same age. I'm a little older, and you just had a birthday, so happy birthday! Thank you. It was awesome. And it was your birthday month, uh, but you know, I look at my age as not a negative. I and and quite frankly, Darlene, um, being interviewed by other people, as I am on some of these podcasts. Um, what I recognize is that people really respect that we have this experience. It's it's not a negative. It's actually a positive. Not it's, at all.
1: It's no. funny, Megan. People say, why do you say how old you are? And I said, I'm excited to say that. I'm proud of what I've been able to do 36 years at IBM. And really, you know, I've been retired for 10. Not retired. I'm playing yeah. it. in retired. Yeah. But yeah. I left IBM. But I'm very proud of that because I've seen a lot of change. I've been mm-hmm. through a lot of change. I've overcome huge obstacles. But more than that, I've got so much experience and met
0: so yeah. many awesome some people. It's just been a great opportunity. So let's go back though to um, that era in the 70s because my uh, first husband was an IBMer as you know and he was in White Plains at the main headquarters there and we lived in Connecticut. Um, so I have that connection also with you Uh, but I do remember the 70s and IBM and his his life and uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, the business world being a woman uh, in IBM and a little bit about just a time capsule of that it was a very interesting opportunity for me I was
1: generally because I moved up very quickly in the business so I was generally the only female generally the youngest female, and I'm also American Indian. So I was the only minority, if you will. So I was a female minority and I would be sitting in these conference rooms with almost almost all the time until a little bit later, all men. So I just, it was a different era and you just had to learn, you learn things differently. You still needed to perform, you still needed to move forward, and you really just still needed to do the things that you do and do the best that you can, but times were different then. And so we just had to learn, and IBM was very progressive in many ways, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't as progressive in other ways, okay? So that was the interesting thing about it, very progressive in some and very not so progressive in others, Mm -hmm. but I really learned, and that for me was the best education ever. I always say I have a PhD from IBM, Yes. Perseverance, yes. hard work, and determination. Oh, I love
0: it. Put that in the text, Elizabeth. PhD from IBM. Say yeah. it again. It's Perseverance, because you had
1: to persevere, especially as a as a woman in the early days. Hard work, because it was a lot of work. It was a 24-7 job and determination. You just can't give up and you can't let anybody
0: stop you. That's one of the things I learned. I don't think that that has changed one <laughs> I So I love that. That's why I'm going to steal that from you. Go ahead. Go ahead. It, though I always give everyone credit. But uh, the other thing, though, before we leave this point, um, I truly like I just said, the Ph.D. Um, of growing and evolving, uh, even though things look differently, I truly believe that that premise is the same. It it truly is. But we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. But the other thing I wanted to ask you about this experience is you walked in that door in your jeans and T-shirt and were technically, I assume, and I'm asking, um, you were applying for a secretarial job. Yes, I was at that point. And I was. And when I walked into the Malik Tower, five
1: floors of IBM, never dreaming. I don't know what I was thinking. I was going to run in and grab an application and run out. And I, I, I started in and I was surrounded by white shirts, blue suits and wingtips, women and men. Huh? I said, nope, you're doing this. I was 22 years old. I jumped on that elevator and now I'm feeling like this. And they're looking at me like, whoa, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. And it was a woman who extended her hand to me when I walked in the door, set me down, interviewed me. I came back the next day and just aced the interview. And that trajectory changed at that moment. But I'll tell you, don't be so afraid because there was uh, many moments when I almost turned around and walked out that door. And if I had done that,
0: I wouldn't be sitting here with you today Not at all. Exactly right. Exactly right. So you uh, stayed in Fort Worth or did you move With IBM, or did you move in your personal life? I moved all over with IBM. I went from I became a a manager
1: very quickly, Mm -hmm. and then I ran a sales organization in El Paso. Then I was running an international project called the Maquiladora Project, where we were doing business. It was the Fair Trade, where we were doing business, and I ran that project because we were in El Paso, and I ended up getting promoted to go to Latin America headquarters in New York. So I went from El Paso, Texas, to New York. It was Awesome. Yes. We were in the Terrytown, actually, in the, mm-hmm. it was called the um, Terrytown office, was where the World Trade Headquarters was. Mm-hmm. And yes, and I see that, Sherry Matthews, I still, we still do bleed blue, bleed blue. Exactly, and so I was so blessed. I traveled all over. I did international marketing. We set up a program that at uh, in Latin America that was the the model, if you will, for how we did international business with IBM. So I was very excited to be a part of that. It was awesome. And then I moved to Florida and back to Carolina, and then we actually came home to Texas 18 years ago because my my big old
0: kids and my Grandbabies are here, and we wanted to be near them. So, during this, uh, from you know Texas to uh, El Paso to New York to Florida, uh, working on all these national and international projects. You were a mother. You just mentioned uh, your babies and so forth. So you were a, a, a single mother? Well, they're my bonus
1: babies. I was a single woman traveling because okay. I, I was fortunate to find my the true love of my life uh, 23 years ago. And I got my amazing two boys and two amazing daughter-in-laws and four incredible grandkids. So I call it the bonus mom. And I'm so fortunate. So I was single, traveling around all over the world, and I bought more houses than I have cars in my life. So,
0: <laughs> wow, what a, you know, uh, I I'm sure I knew that I knew about marrying later, and your bonus family. But you know, putting that in perspective, also, uh, because I too was traveling the United States, not the world, uh, all through the '80s and the '90s. And um, it was such a great experience. I mean, I really, like you said, it was your PhD, but it was also a, such a great life experience to see the United States and, and the world and have that point of reference. Well, to put that in perspective, Megan, I'd never been
1: on an airplane before I went to work for IBM. And when they told me I was going to Atlanta to class, I go, I was just a kid. I said, well, am I going to drive? My boss fell out of his chair laughing. So uh, to say it changed my life. And, you know, then it was such a great experience. It was a life experience and such a great business experience to see how people all over the world do business, and they'll learn the different cultures. So for me, it was just
0: awesome. And the other essence of this, to me, for our uh, viewers, is that, and I'd like to, you to spend a minute about this. It, it I've known you long enough to know you, but uh, it to the viewer, they'd say, well, this woman is fearless. Talk about your Uh, Just how you felt during this. I mean, was there any, you said you would have many times wanted to walk away, but just expand upon that a bit.
1: Fearless is, is fearless is an interesting word. I think you can be fearless and still be terrified. Okay, Mm -hmm. I think you can be fearless and still be terrified. And people always say you're so confident. I'm just like everybody else. I wake up in the middle of the night and go, oh, my gosh, what if nobody shows at our event? Mm -hmm. You know, or what did I do all that? Correct. So I think there's a difference. And I think I learned this as a young, young child, you know, to say you may be scared, but go ahead. Okay, go Mm -hmm. ahead and stick your feet in the water, stick your toe in the water. Be smart about it, but make good choices, but don't let that fear stop you. Mm -hmm. But make sure you're looking around at the risk. I was also single, traveling all over the world back then, Mm -hmm. and I don't think I had a moment to think about any of that. I just didn't. Mm -hmm. And my mother was always nervous. You're going where? I'm like, Mom, I'm okay. I'm good. But I think it's the fearlessness. It's not fearlessness. I think it's determination. And I I think it's that you're going after something. Don't let the obstacles or really get yourself out of the way. Mm -hmm. Because I can be my own worst enemy and get in my way if I let my fear get me sometimes. Does that that make sense, Megan, on how to do that? That's my whole thought. I've always lived my life just kind of pushing through and dealing with that scariness. And that when it comes up and going, okay, we're
0: going, follow your gut and just go. But, you know, you just mentioned when you said when I was a child. So you started earlier sharing about your dad and a a major entrepreneur with an eighth grade. So he pushed through a lot of his own challenges of thinking, was I good enough? Was I smart enough? Could I do this? And so you saw that through your dad and how they uh, conducted their lives. And it gave you it gave you I'm saying this personally, but I'm sure that gave you confidence to jump off and and walk in there with your jeans. I can just see Darlene. I can see you walking in there with your jeans and your t-shirt, you know, uh, asking for an application. But you continue to push through that through every other experience. And I do believe personally, uh, not only people I've interviewed, but people that I have had the blessing to know that if you don't start, nothing will happen but right. if you don't if you stop it will end right. and so it is about continuing on on that uh dream and goal and desire and- i love that and one thing megan
1: that i learned at ibm cuz they said we could never do the international project we did that they wouldn't that we could never get them to change
0: mm-hmm.
1: the answer is always no if you don't ask and i think my dad must have taught us that because he never took no for an answer he they said you can't do this he's like watch You know, and he just did and built a very successful business. And what I learned from him is if you help people, you have to give to get. And that was something he taught us. You give first, my mother too, you give first, and then it comes back. And I think that takes some of that fear away is Mm -hmm. if you stay in that giving and that servant leadership role of always serving others first, Mm -hmm. then it will always come back to you. And you'll be surrounded by the people that will help you achieve
0: your goals and your dreams. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like you helping me today. Thank you so much. Well, that's my pleasure. But that is truly, this started, I'll just share with you, um, there's a gal that we know, Stephania, who is a videographer. And she has a son who, um, she's done a lot of work with some of the gals in Austin. And she has a son who has some health conditions. And so because of that, she has become very attuned to um, alternative medical folks, practitioners. And uh, Easter time, and the world was locked down. And she put on Facebook that she was starting a directory for these practitioners. And I messaged her, and I said, "We were playing around with Streamyard by this point, and um, we were having uh, my staff on, and we were doing all sorts of fun things, but also doing my little lives." But I asked Stephanie if she'd like to be, you know, on and share about her new directory. And she said, "Oh, I'd love to." So, with that, I brought her back to the because I'm 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 my father's daughter. I like to know about people and whence they came. And so I started asking her about herself and you know just her own evolution. And people just loved it. And it's like, wow, we've struck something uh-huh. here. And it really is about you, but it is also about us helping others see that they can do this too. Exactly. Yes, exactly. I love that. Great way to start and a great thing that you're doing. I love it. I love, love, love it. Well, good. I'm glad you do, because, again, uh, I could go on and on about you and I, but that's not it's not about us. It's about you. So now you're um, you've met your 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 heart link. Of your life, and uh, you have inherited your babies and your family, and um, you now move back to the Texas, or what, tell us about coming back here because you obviously came back here. Yes, we moved back to Austin. My husband got a new job; he had
1: eight states, and I was I was working remotely back then from IBM, yeah. managing a huge project, international project with about 100 people. I was an executive reporting to me. I'd managed for 30 years of my life at IBM. Mm -hmm. And I did work for the good, the bad, the ugly, and the very best leaders in the entire world. I was so fortunate. But I also saw what I knew that were not great leaders, and I didn't want to, to be that type of leader. But we came back. So we were here and I retired 10 years ago. I knew, I, but I knew exactly what I wanted to do when I retired. So mm-hmm. those last few years, those last few years were um, mo- were mobile and remote, different than it is today, mm-hmm. but still we were, my whole team was remote at that point. Mm-hmm. So we came back and I retired 10 years ago, official, officially retired from mm-hmm. IBM. And that's when I started my business and I knew
0: exactly what I wanted to do. So 10 years ago, this is 2021 now, so it was around 11, correct? Actually, it was 10. It'll be 11 years in March. I just realized it's 21. It'll be 11 years, March 31st. Because I met you personally in somewhere in the 7-8 area. I met you. Yes. So you had not retired yet at that time. Okay. And then I personally had to pull back from the world. And then God connected us again in 2017. Yeah. Literally walked back into my business and my life. And so <clears throat> at that point, you had already started your your now company. So why don't you share with our, our guests what your company is, what you do. How, and like you said, you knew exactly what you wanted to do. Share the why of that. Okay. Why do you know? And what you, then how did you start and and from there? Okay. I was coaching at IBM.
1: They had partnered with the largest coaches training school in the world. It's called CTI, Coaches Training Institute. IBM did that and they let the high potentials and the managers and, and executives go through the coaching program because they wanted to build the coaching. IBM always had a coaching culture, but they really wanted to solidify that coaching culture. So I started coaching. I was coaching anyway as a manager and executive, but we didn't, we called it that, but it wasn't the, true meaning of coaching definition of coaching today. I did it. Lots of others did. So they allowed us to go through the six month training program with CTI. Then it takes six more months to get certified. And then I went through a year long leadership uh, course through CTI coaches training Institute. And we had 500 certified and trained coaches at IBM. That wasn't our full time job. But our give back, they paid for that. Our give back was to coach. And I coached lots of the IBM executives. I coached lots of the teams. And what we found, and that was why they kept coming back to us, is the co- the organizations that had coaches for their first line, second lines, and their executives were killing everybody else because they were their retention rates were better, their morale rates. So that was awesome. And at IBM, you're always on your feet. Every 30 seconds, it's like, Darlene, you're presenting to 250 people. Get up. It's your turn. You know, so I've been a public speaker and my mother would tell you, I started talking full sentences at 18 months and never shut up, which mm-hmm. is probably true. Mm-hmm. And I was always that leader in school, talking, speech president of the class doing all that kind of stuff. So being in front of people doesn't bot didn't bother me. So I knew I wanted to speak because I wanted to give back and share what I'd learned. I had some great mentors and great leaders through my career at IBM. I wanted to give back what I'd learned there and help other upcoming leaders, especially women, Mm -hmm. learn and bypass some of the mistakes and things that I learned. And then I knew that I wanted to start this coaching business because everybody is going through transition. Mm -hmm. And so I say I'm in the business, Templeton and Associates is in the business of success and growth and who doesn't want to be more successful and how can I help you? But I'm really in the business of passion and leadership and giving back.
0: And that's what Mm -hmm. I love doing. I have a question just came to me as you're speaking about the last period of time at IBM. And I, you shared a piece, you know, you went, finished high school and then uh, married young, and you said that. And then you went uh, into the corporate world, you know, walking in with your jean and teacher. But you didn't go to college. Correct. I'd like you to, before you go into this next phase that you're starting, because there, I hear often, um, I, I didn't go to college. I hear it less today, and I'm sure you do too, mm-hmm. because of the internet and the uh, the availability of information and also the motivation. Uh, it's a, a different world, as you, you and I have both said. It was a very, very different world for women, certainly. But it does not seem to me listening to you that that was ever one point in your spirit that would have helped that held you back? The only time it held me
1: back was when I let it. Okay. When you're sitting in a room and there are people with, MIT and Harvard and UCLA and UT. And they've got a guy, I actually had a guy that had a PhD and two people that had two masters. All the a lot of the people had masters that worked for me. Mm-hmm. And I only had one guy that was a PhD that worked for me over the years. The only time it held me back, Megan, and honestly was when I let it, you know, and it did, sure. it did in all honesty, it did keep me from going any higher than I did at IBM because I couldn't compete on paper anymore. You know, by the time I got to the level, I couldn't compete on paper because if you're looking at somebody that's got a Harvard MBA and me, even Mm -hmm. though I can do the job, that's not, that doesn't Mm -hmm. take you to, but that was fine. I was so fortunate to get to do what I did Mm -hmm. and I, but I had to work on that. And that's a little bit of finding that confidence. Mm -hmm. And what I am finding is you have to make your own breaks. OK, you have to take advantage of those situations and move those obstacles out of your way. And you can't let that hold you back. No.
0: And I think we hold ourselves back when we rely on that. So word. And that's why I want to go back to that, darling. Yeah. Because there are many, many people, not just women. Um, I have been. As I said, been very blessed to be on some podcast um, in the last couple of months. And um, a lot of these folks are people that had been in corporate jobs and lost their jobs. And they're reinventing themselves. And I have an associate's degree. And um, and so, uh, and that's it, you know, and then I just trucked along. And the bottom line is it's within, and you know so they're interviewing me and i end up sharing with them they'll say how did you do this and i'm like it's it's your own you know your own dream your own goal your own desire so it, maybe it's a true blessing that you got fired because if you hated that job it's time to move on well and
1: i think we have to make those breaks i will tell you in the early days i had to really get myself through it but You know, you just what you do is you find what you're so great at and then you just leverage that. We're not all great at everything. Find those strengths. I always talk about what are your leadership strengths and you, I get this look like I ask them what your top three links are and everybody goes, you know, and so you have to know that. So you leverage that and then leverage your team and then just rock it. You just have to rock it and roll it. And we're all scared. I I will tell you, we're all scared. We all wake up in the night going, yikes. But you have to figure out how to get through that and make that charge Mm -hmm. and get just remove those obstacles, get them out of your path. Mm -hmm. somebody calls them turning over big rocks and I don't know who that is but
0: somebody says turn over those big rocks and just jump over them Mm -hmm. and jump over them exactly right so now let's go back so you have you know been doing this amazing training essentially you know for your next career step so to speak not in IBM your next career step and so um, you then decided to retire, as you said, you knew exactly what you're going to do. You were putting that business plan together, right. started with Templeton Associates, and in 2010. And so, what a blessing to have you mentor um, individuals with all of this life experience and very unique life experience. And that's truly why this is called unique leaders, because we're all unique, and everyone has a story. But yours is truly very, very wow.
1: unique. Megan, thank you. And the one thing I didn't say is the second part of my company mm-hmm. what is called Amazing Women Alliance. Wow. and it's really, focused, it's really focused on women mm-hmm. and it's about women supporting women. No mean girls allowed. And Megan can tell you she has supported me from day one. And if there's one mean girl that walks in, we're too kind and too nice. They never stay. They may come once and go. We're all about supporting. And there's something I love. It says, be the woman that straightens your friend's crown instead of telling people it's crooked. I think that's what our group does is we straighten your crown, we hold you up, we're there. But it's an amazing group of women to support each other because we all need support both personally and professionally. And then I do a a group called Amazing Women Leaders, which is a six-month leadership program. Oh my gosh, these women are my heart. These women are, I get to stay with them for six months. And once I get you and Megan will tell you I kind of never let you out of my sight. You kind of just grow with us. Mm -hmm. But who doesn't want a job that's surrounded by some of the most amazing women and men on the planet? And I get to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love what I do. So that's the second half I do. The speaking, the coaching, a lot of the leadership training. But the women's group, Amazing Women Leaders, allows me to really mentor and give back.
0: And so this... um... (laughs) of the Amazing Women Alliance, uh, that how long into from retirement did you uh, take until you started that? This is our fifth annual. Is this right? Or is it our sixth? I think it's sixth, darling. It, six.
1: it was, I kind of lost 20, 20. It's our sixth annual birthday is in March. Woo. Yes. It was actually November six years ago that I said, I'm going to do this. I'm making this happen. And we did. And we kicked off in March. And I'll be honest with you, Megan, I think you were there at the March kickoff. No, I what? said, Gary, I know you were. I said, What if nobody comes? There won't be anybody here. There were 73 people at our kickoff in March of whatever six years ago was, Mm -hmm. 2015, I guess. And so we will be six years officially this March. And we always have a birthday bash. And Megan, thank you for your amazing support. You have always supported us since we reconnected and been such a big supporter. And we're going to do something this year. It's going to be different, Mm -hmm. but we will still have a birthday bash in whatever form we decide. So thank yeah. you for that reminder. Six years.
0: Yay. Thank I you. I knew that it wasn't right out the shoot. I knew that. And I knew that um, myself and my company, Nevitas Spa, were um, sponsors. We had a booth. And I knew that was the first year. So I, I knew that that was in 2010 because I knew where I was in 2010. Uh, Sherry, as you just mentioned, Sherry Matthews, who's on, who was on yeah. um, she basically... Um, Well, not just she, but you and she um, put together the uh, October event for the um, Amazing Women Alliance. And, you know, one of the things that I see very clearly, um, and I'm going to have you share this point about the word swizzle, but here was a very uh, unique slash challenging year and instead of not doing things you were creative and created new ways to do it and i just loved how you did the october event and share not as much just about the october event which i want you to do but also how your mindset of how you changed that and i'm sure i did now did you do the same thing for the March event or was it just so caught up in the, the March event was early? The March event
1: was literally February 26th and we closed down March right. 6th. So we yeah. were
0: like done. Yeah. But that's what I thought that, I mean, my memory holds me that that didn't happen. But the October event uh on some level is how you're going to continue on um, and swizzle. So share about that.
1: Well, first of all, the swizzle, just so everybody knows, if I hear the word pivot, I know everybody, we have to pivot. We need to pivot. Pivot to me says left, right, front, center, very rigid. Swizzle, and I didn't make it up. I heard it somewhere, and I, we don't know where it came from. Swizzle says I can swizzle. I can turn, I can come back, but it gives me, to me, it's a much more flexible term Mm -hmm. because we don't know what's ahead Mm -hmm. and new normal. I don't even want to say new normal. I say next, what's next. Okay. We have to look at those, but we always had in-person events, 200, 250, our big bashes with our sponsors and people everywhere. And so we always have, we support breast cancer. We support an organization called gifting care, that has given these amazing shirts that Sherry created, the Heal and Comfort shirt. Oh my gosh. And she's put that on the backs of 40,000 patients. And we are so fortunate to work with Gifting Care, which is a, a separate charity that provides those amazing Heal and Comfort shirts so that women and men can heal and comfort during breast cancer. Breast cancer is my heart, it's hit my family. It's hit everybody. It's one in eight women. And we are fortunate to be able to give back and those put those shirts on people okay, that need it and they're free of charge. We give them to them and it's like a hug, a virtual hug. In fact, I'm going to be delivering one this weekend. So we're keeping up with that. But we, our breast cancer event is our big fundraiser. We had shirts and t-shirts and hats and and those beanies that I didn't like. That didn't, And everybody bought the beanie. Everybody loved the stocking caps. But with Sherry's help and with my team's help and lots of people on our team helped us get this done. We were able to have a very successful organization we've raised for gifting care somewhere close to, and I, we're still, the numbers are still growing somewhere over 20,000 plus to give back. And that's, remember that's people that need it the most at the time they wake up to these shirts. Mm -hmm. So we decided that we needed to do an event. And I've said this from day one. I can't have you feeling like you're on Zoom all the time because we get all this Zoom fatigue. We dance. We wear hats. We wear this. We wear that. You know, I'll show you my shoes. You know, I, I, I'm i barefoot today or I'd show you my shoes today. But I should have put them on, dang it. But we dance. We sing. We, we do something different. But we want you to feel like you're really there with us, not on Zoom all the time. And I believe that's why our event was so successful. And we also had breast cancer patients in all different forms talk to us about their journey, but also how we help them with their shirts and mm-hmm. how they turned something terrible as Sherry Matthews did into something extremely positive. Mm-hmm. So Sherry, we can't thank you enough for that. But Megan, to that, that's why I
0: believe that breast cancer event is always so mm-hmm. special for us. Yeah, absolutely, Darlene. And hopefully Sherry will be on Unique Leaders soon. Um, we're talking about that too. So she can share her story. Amazing. But the, but the other piece to it is that there's so many, quote unquote, summits. And one of the things, and I've, I've attended quite a few, one to, you know, glean information, but two, to observe how people are doing it. And the ones that, are, in my opinion, that um, conducted more like what you did with panels with groups with breakouts, I guess it was called, um, are to me are the more interesting because it's not just like you said, the Hollywood squares, it's, it's very unique. It's very well done. It was I very think, well done. I thank you. I think people have to feel involved. Mm-hmm. And hey, Deborah, I see you
1: out there loving that term swizzle. I think people need to feel that they see you, you yeah. know. And and one of the things that that's kind of my theme this year, I've been presenting a lot. It's my 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 thing, my speech that everybody wants me to. It's a workshop that everybody wants. It's called Confident Leadership Through Chaos. Mm-hmm. And it really talks about show up, speak up. Connect up and follow up. We got to do that in this virtual world. And I think that is so important. People just want, right now, I think we all need to be seen and heard. Would you repeat that,
0: please? Would you repeat that? Okay,
1: it's called Show Up. Get those cameras on. Get those cameras on. Don't be hiding behind that camera on Zoom. Speak up. Make sure your voice is heard and don't let the extroverts like me try to take up the whole floor, okay? Get in there and let your voice be heard. Be curious and ask questions Mm -hmm. and ask what's going on and be curious and get prepared. When you're going into a Zoom meeting, uh, especially a business one, kind of know what you're going in for. Mm -hmm. Connect up please connect you know i can't tell you people will say oh my gosh i'd love to connect with you and then you send them an email and they it's like they ghost you that's fine but make the i would say make two dates so make two dates so if you're watching this today and there's people on here that you would like to connect with send them a, a private message and do a little a little zoom chat okay. you know or connect with people and then follow up the money and the connections are in the follow-up. So that's kind of my new, that's a real short version. I speak a lot more about attractions and stuff, but I feel like, and y'all are all too young. Megan, you're even too young. There was a, a commercial in Southwestern Bell years and years ago. And we they had this big, white telephone and they've got it on their arm and they're going, reach out, reach out and touch someone. Tell someone that you care. That's not the right jingle. But that was the gist. And I always want to go back to that Zoom phone, Zoom, text, and email are not the same as calling and saying. And so don't ever send. And y'all, those of you that know me well, please don't send me a long text because I'm going to just pick the phone up and call you. When you text with one thumb, not very easy to text more than a few words and a bunch of emojis. So... (laughs) That's kind of reach out and touch someone. Make that your homework today. Call somebody that you haven't talked to. Follow up with somebody that may have not looked so great on your last business meeting. Find out if they're okay. Just reach out and touch people because we all want to be heard and seen and felt. Maya Angelou says this, and then I'll, uh, this is my favorite. People won't remember what you said or what you did.
0: They'll remember how you made them feel. That's one of my favorites too. Yes. And it's um, I knew that Darlene folks was going to be full of tangible, applicable information that you would be able to utilize. And one, you know, one of the things I have done, same difference, what you're saying is I've met more people. And this is only because I've done what you said. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll be reading someone's comment it's not the person it's it's not you have done the thing but it's people that have commented and someone made a comment to you that has so resonated with me i then look them up i then friend put a friend request in then they uh, you know accept it and we are off to the races and i love that I have met more people that way in the last eight months that um and a few people that have been on this unique leaders because I've done just that. So it's, you know, listen to your inner voice. If somebody is, re, you know, resonating, they and again, it's back to what we said about college, no college, this and that. It's that following your heart and walk in that door with the jeans and t-shirt, um, you know, <laughs> or whatever, but just do it. Right? Just do it, that's and right. It, you know, I grew so when that jingle would have been, On your airwaves, I was in New York, I was on Long Island, but it must have been a national thing because I remember that, you know, reach out and touch someone. And it's so it is applies today as well. It truly does. Now, you have your glasses on. I don't. But I just. uh, But, you know, one of the things that uh, we always close with is. um, I'm sure you've read um, Three Feet from Gold and um, it's a wonderful book by Sharon Lecter and Greg Reed, and I know Sherry is, if she's still on, she's a fan of it and uh, the success formula, but the story itself so resonates with not only myself, but millions and millions of people, but it's, it's a story about a guy that was from, you know, the East Coast and went, you know, during the gold rush, and West and bought a vein, <clears throat> the beginning part of the, the book, the story, and then it went into more of a fiction, but um, biographical-ish. And But anyhow, this man went west and bought a um, gold vein and was chipping away at it and got very discouraged, very discouraged. And the townies were watching him, and uh, this was not his milieu. He was just seeking gold and he chipped away and chipped away and finally he gave up he literally gave up and he sold that vein that potential to a townie and that person continued on and in three feet he struck gold wow okay and so how many times have we gotten to a place in our lives you said it earlier how many times you wanted to leave for various reasons, probably a creepy boss to different circumstances, but you were thinking, you know, is this worth it? Whatever you were thinking, but you were, you know, how many times have we come to a place where we were ready to give up, but we were three feet from gold? That's why I always say you have to start, but if you truly believe in what you're doing, you cannot stop because you're going to have to start all over again. But in this book, Sharon Lecter has put together what she calls her success formula, and it is passion plus talent times association times action plus faith equals success. Now, I'm not going to ask you all of those points, but what I would like you to expound upon and share from your heart, what what is your passion and what is your talent? My passion is
1: serving others. My question that I always ask is, how can I help you? My passion is we were raised to do that. That's what I've always done is give back, give back and give to someone. And even when, you know, my father, even when there wasn't a lot of money, we still always gave back. So that's what I've always learned. I think my talent is seeing the gifts in others. I can look and spend a moment with you and I can see, I've always been blessed to see your talents and help you develop and leverage those strengths. And I love that because I get to see things sometimes before you do, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm like, oh, Megan, you are really great at that. And you'll go, really? And then you start to think about it. I believe that's my talent. I think the other talent, Megan, is is making people feel like they're seen and heard, mm-hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. I hope that's it. I hope I'm saying that. But I but that's what I believe. And that passion is helping others,
0: helping others and giving back. You know, I never really expound upon the other person's um, passion and talent in this. But because I know you the way I know you, I can see I can actually see you uh, doing that in IBM, meaning that's your superpower. My superpower. Your superpower. My superpower, you can see that person and their their strengths, and uh, you just raise them up in that. Yes, Thank
1: you. I always got. I always got all the broken projects, the broken teams, and it was wonderful. But I'm fortunate, and I'm blessed, and I think that's my father and my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm blessed, and I I'm the lucky one.
0: I keep saying that I'm the lucky one. It is, well, we're the lucky ones to have you today with us. Thank you so much. Honestly, what is your next um, event coming up? Our next event is the second of February and
1: I call it speed dating it's actually speed networking and we do that to where you get to connect with a lot of different women in the group so you get to know other people again make those connections and we are then we do two, two events a month we have a happy hour and we do breakouts, and our so that one's our next one and then we are doing our summit we're working on the date most likely it'll be April and we're it's not summit yet I don't know why I said that I don't know what the event's going to be we're working on some options but I'm very excited about that. I can't wait. It will be virtual, whatever we finalize to do. So I'm excited. But it will be somewhat like your anniversary. It will be. It'll be somewhat like, that'll be our anniversary. It'll be six years. Mm -hmm. It'll just be a little bit later because of all the
0: things that are going on in March. Okay. Well, we have all of your information. It will go in to the text. So ladies and gentlemen, please do uh, contact Darlene and her amazing women do you do you have men in the organization we where there's a couple events i'm not excluding men
1: that you 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 men get to come to so just text me call me do whatever and we'll figure all that out and i'd love to have coffee with anybody that would like to do that but yes and and you can just look on my website as well we're not excluding y'all as well that's what we always say y'all get to come to the big events So so we would love to. Megan, thank you so much for having me today. It has been such an honor. I want to thank everybody that's tuned in and joined us today. Remember, swizzle, swizzle, swizzle. But please let me know how I can help you. And thank you for those that are going to be watching us. Just, I so appreciate it. Megan, you are amazing. So I just so appreciate the opportunity today.
0: Well, you hang tight in the green room and I'll be back. Okay, Okay, thank you. woo Have an awesome weekend, an awesome day, and you are unique. Thank you. Wow, wow, wow. Are we not blessed to have had Darlene Templeton today with us. And do I truly suggest going to her website and also friending uh, uh, she, but also her uh, group, And there is a group for Amazing Women Alliance and get involved because it is a wonderful group. I I am involved with it and it has blessed me and she has blessed me. So I truly um, suggest that you do. And so I would like to ask you a favor. And as Darlene said, how can I help you? I feel truly that this information from these amazing people like Darlene is a a wonderful opportunity to learn to grow and to really glean from their experiences and there's always i mean she had so many wonderful tangible applicable tools that she shared in this and we will put them in the of the text but um not only to um that those pieces, but the whole general, if you've missed some of this, but also if you could share this, if you could share this out with your friends, uh, tag your friends, but share it also. And then go to my YouTube page. It's already streaming there live or it has been it's still live, Um, but it's Megan DiMartino and subscribe to it. I truly, truly would appreciate because we have to get to a certain level where it really reaches other people or more people, I should say. And then in about a week, this will be a podcast on all of the um, platforms such as iTunes and Spotify and so forth. So um, you'll be able to Uh, Work out at the gym and listen to Miss Darlene at any time. So we truly invite you to do that. And uh, you can also go to my website, MeganDemartino.com, and these are there as well. And the podcasts are uh, linked to, at this point, linked to YouTube. So there's many ways to continue to listen to all of these unique leaders. Sharon Lecter was with me uh, last week and Greg Reed was with me and Glenn Lundy and many very unique leaders. Uh, very exciting to be able to and very blessed to be able to um, just listen and share, have them share their stories with you. So we will see you next week when we have um, – a very special guest, actually, and his name is Rick Austin, and he is the, uh, well, very unique story. He can share that with you, and you'll read that in the text, but he has been uh, in the... um, He went to West Point, he's been in the military for 30 years, and he has an amazing wife, um, Nick Austin, and a beautiful family, but what he has done and his heart is truly a treasure to listen to, and their journey together also has been uh, truly unique. So with that said, have a wonderful weekend and be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Unique Leaders Podcast. If we said something today that resonated with you, please connect with me at megandimartino.com. I have a free gift for you. My book, Hope and Possibilities, just over the horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. I would truly appreciate it. Be blessed.